0: So right now, if you go to teespring.com slash talkandpop, and when you go to check out, use the promo code TALKPOP and save $5 on your order. Support the podcast. As always, geek on and take care. fanboys and fangirls. Welcome to another edition of talking Pop with eyes and Biko. It's basically the podcast on all things pop culture. I'm your host, DeFonchize, and before we bring Biko on, I just want to pretty much rant for like the first few minutes of the podcast because, you know, you guys know by now I am a pro wrestling fan. You know, I watched WWE ever since, you know, I was younger, and Pretty much when it comes to the current product right now, I pretty much just watched the pay-per-view. So of course last night was TLC. I mean it was not a bad event. I mean it didn't go longer where it was expected, you know, start around six and like round nine, nine something, and then um pretty much you know, the matches were okay. They were mediocre at best. I mean, it was cool they had like the WWE women's tag team championships in the first ever TLC match between the Kabuki Warriors against Becky Lynch. And Charlotte Flair. The match was really good. It got to the point. I think I don't know if um, Kyrie Saint got legitimately hurt because I know they had to like change things up a little bit. I can then I gotta give props to Becky because, you know, people think all oh, wrestling is fake. Yo, know, there's sometimes mistakes do happen where they have to like find some way to work around injury. So they took a lot of bumps. Yeah, people were complaining that the match was kind of slow paced but you gotta understand this is like the first TLC. Women's match where they had ladder matches before, but you know involving chairs and tables, like something you know new, like new for them. You know they took a lot of bumps. You know Charlotte Flair took that one bump with the powerbomb from Oscar, of course, and you know Becky was put through a table as well. And of course, you know the Kabuki Warriors ended up you know retaining the women's tag championships. You know I had that wasn't my complaint. My complaint was. I mean, about before that match ever took place, you know, they were showing in the backstage area, you know, the men going at it because, you know, Baron Corbin beat, with some assistance, beat Roman Reigns in their TLC match, which was with my Pin submission, but they got to use tables, last and chairs, and so, of course, Barry Corbin got helped. Of course, you know, Barry Corbin right now is being, you know, billed at the top heel right now, which to me is not bad because i seen him, i actually you know, Barry Corbin's a great heel right now, and he's taking it with a big backbone, because you know, he was on backstage on this past Tuesday. And, you know, he's taking it with tough skin, you know. He enjoys it, you know. He enjoys being booed, you know. That's what he is, like a bad guy. And Punk, seeing Punk said, you know, it's fun being a heel, you know. Yeah, you're somewhere merchandise to face, but if you want to make yourself more relevant, yeah, being a heel kind of makes it a little bit easier. So, yeah, they decided to have a locker room brawl. You know, they were doing in the backstage area. Okay, then they went, then went on a women's match to close out TLC. Uh, before, you know, i get to the reason why it irked me. Let's talk about the other stuff that happened at TLC. Of course, you know, Rusev Dave got canceled because, you know, Bobby Lash took out Rusev. And, of course, we got the return of the American Dragon, Daniel Bryan. He made, it, he made his appearance after the Miz and Bray Wyatt Universal Championship match. Where, of course, we did not get to see The Fiend. We got to see the pretty much the, child, the, the kid show positive version of Bray Wyatt, which he actually wrestled in the sweater for a little bit. But it was kind of cool having like the two personality type thing like they did with Mick Foley. So, and you saw the return of Daniel Bryan, you know, he cut all his hair, shaved his beard. So, he kind of was looking like the Daniel Bryan was back in 2011, I would say, during that Money in the Bank run. So, we got to see him. Like I said, um, um we had, re- like, the New Day Retainer Championships against the Revival and a Ladder match. So, it was, like, a lot of, like, stipulation matches. Of course, you didn't see no Seth Rollins, AOP, um... And of course, you know they're seeing some stuff for Raw tonight, and of course they're gonna do the regular Raw episode, but they are gonna pre-tape for next week's show. So, th- so that's what's going on. So people who at hey, Raw tonight get to have a double treat because they get to film, you know, they get to film. They're gonna pre-tape that show for next week, so they're gonna give the superstars, you know, a week off next week for you know the holidays. So the one here's where I'm gonna get to the thing that kind of know me the most. Okay, you had the women closing out TLC match. With a TLC championship match, like I said, it was a great match. It was slow pace. I had no complaints, and people were buying Kabuki Warriors are legit. You know, they're really good as a tag team right now. Of course, you throw people like Becky Lynch and Charlotte there. You know, you can tell they don't get along storyline wise. But it's like, yeah, those two combustible elements. You know, trying to work together. And yeah, they were getting on the same page, and of course, you know, like I said, Kabuki Warriors end up retaining. That wasn't bad, but they didn't get a chance to celebrate. Not even, like, two seconds after, you know, Asuka got the belt and she was about to celebrate. They flipped the camera over to, like, the crowd. And, of course, the men's brawl, the locker room brawl, goes out in the crowd. I'm like, really? That's how you're going to close the show? You took all that. You had the women closing out TLC, The last pay-per-view of the year, the last pay-per-view of the decade, because we're entering 2020. And you said, oh, let's turn the camera away right away and show, like... Black room brawl, which to me was really that was your focus. Like you took away women's spotlight like and believe me, I wasn't the only one on Twitter that was upset about it. And a lot of people, a lot of fans were saying that. Why'd you do this? Why, Vince? Why'd you call the call? And to me, Vince, what were you thinking? I understand you're trying to establish Barry Corbin's the top heel. You already did already. And of course, you know, yeah, it's great not seeing Roman Reigns try to go for a bell again. That's great, you know. But come on. You you had the women closing out with a TLC match. Give Asuka and Kyrie Sane time to celebrate their victory. Give them time, but they're being posed as the heel tag team. They're, even though they're being cheered, they're technically a heel tag team. But instead, you decide, oh, what two seconds? Throw over and had the men fighting in the back and like in the crowd, like come on. It's like oh, they're going at it. Basically, whoever was left over from like the Raw or SmackDown locker room going at it. It's like come on. I don't know. It kind of made me upset. I went on Twitter about it. Um, I wasn't the only one. And the other thing, too, was I understand you guys are sponsored by KFC, but the match between the Viking Raiders against Carl uh, Anderson and Luke Gallows, they decided, oh, what a promotion with KFC. They decided to set a table in the corner outside the ring with a KFC awning with a the, with the tablecloth, and people there posing. I'm assuming there were extras. Like, oh, they're the contest winners, and they're enjoying their KFC. they was like, great prize placement, guys. You decided to put a table there. You were just doing their course. Vince game paid the money. Like, hey, let's put the KFC table with all the food and stuff. Eventually, you know, that table got broken. So it's like that kind of that was another annoying factor. Was okay, I understand you're sponsored, but come on, man, you kind of do like a commercial or an ad pre-tape it and show it. But now you decide to have that. It was just crazy. I don't know. It just to me was this movie was okay at best, but it's like. That was one thing that finally annoying was a fact. that you know they're pushing the whole women's revolution, and all of a sudden you decide you know what you're gonna take the spot like I said take the spotlight away from one the women and focus more on, on the male superstars. So that's a bad move, Vince. Honestly, bad move. That's why I just started watching NXT because honestly, at least when it comes to the women's matches, they portray well, and they give the women ample time to do their matches and everything and their promos. So, Vince, take a trip, take a tip from your son-in-law and let the women have their moment of glory. So, hopefully, you get a fix for the next period, which is the Royal Rumble, because hopefully you do make the women's uh, Royal Rumble match, the main event again. That'll be great, because it'll be the third year in a row they have a women's Royal Rumble match. And it's going to be in Houston, dude. It's going to be in, pretty much in Miller Park. Not Miller Park, ugh. What's it called? Uh, Minute Maid Park, home of the Astros. Sorry, guys. Uh, it's gonna be in Minute Maid Park. I've been in that stadium before when it was Enron Field back in the day. So it's a nice, it's a nice baseball field. So they get to have it in back time arena. So, like I said, Vince, you dropped the ball in that one. I see Chelsea couldn't end in a better run. But the, I think the only highlight this I get to see afterwards was the broken skull sessions with Steve Austin and Goldberg. Get to hear, you know, Goldberg shoot stuff on his career and how why how he got into professional wrestling after. A short-lived NFL career. Also great, you know, seeing Austin and Goldberg talking to each other, acknowledging how the, the during the confusion during the the Monday Night Wars, how they were confused with each other at airports and stuff. People get confused for the other, and you know, Goldberg giving props to the people that helped train them in the in the art of wrestling. You know, it was kind of hard for him. And like I said, it was a great interview. Definitely recommend you guys see that one. Uh, Broken Skull Sessions. If you do not have WWE Network, definitely check those out. Check definitely check out the one with the Undertaker. So I know Steve Austin does mention it when he does the podcast. He does uh, does shout-outs to it. I can't wait to see what, who he'll bring out for the next uh, Broken Skull Sessions. So that's why I said. I just wanted to put it out there because, honestly, it was like, I don't know, it was, to me, it was like one of the worst moves you could possibly do to end a pay-per-view. But I just wanted to get it off my chest. So let's bring on Biko. We're <laughs> on board, Biko. Hello, guys. So... Oh, man, it's just... I don't know, man. I'm still kind of annoyed about it. Uh, anywho, um, we wanted to talk about the latest episode of The Mandalorian. Now, of course, you guys don't forget Um, this week on Wednesday they're going to have episode 7 of The Mandalorian because, of course, Star Wars Rise of the Sky- Rise of Skywalker comes out this Friday and Disney has been teasing to watch The Mandalorian this week on Wednesday because they're going to show something after the credits that pertains to Rise of Skywalker. I don't know if it's a sneak peek or... Something to add, but definitely check that out. But be- So, like I said, that comes out this Wednesday, 18, episode 6 or 7 of The Mandalorian. And I think it was 7. it would be episode 7 because this was episode 6 or 5. Um, I think it was 5. It might, it might be 6. I'm looking up because I'm. people are going to be like, what the heck? What is he talking about? No, <laughs> right. I thought it was. I could have
1: it was 6. I literally watched it this morning. I just can't remember. It was just super early.
0: Well, it was a good. It was a good episode. Like I enjoyed it, was
1: it. All right. I mean, it was cool that it just really took place in one spot and being on the Rebel prisoner transport ship. But
0: uh, the Repu- the new Republic or New Republic. I'm so like sorry. I said, the six place five years. Which is
1: just another form of the New Order at this point. Because I feel like it's it a new, like
0: the good. New Order is like. Yeah. Okay. It was episode it. six. It was episode six. Okay. So we're it was episode six. Yeah. So episode seven is the one that's coming out the eighteen. Um. Probably don't know what's going to be called yet. Um. So pretty much, uh, chapter six was called The Prisoner, um, it was, of course, it's uh, it was tell the stories by Christopher Yost, who does, has writing credits with, uh, the Clone Wars show and stuff, it's the cartoon series, of course, John Fravoro, you know, created the show, uh, it was directed by Rick Famuyiwa, sorry, I'm, like, mispronouncing names, um. Uh, And, um, pretty much, um, what happens is, um, basically the whole premise of the episode was, you know, Mando pretty much reaches out to his old friend, Ran. Um, pretty much, well, reaches out to his friend, Ran, and, um, of course, uh, he wants a job. And, of course, uh, he has to, you know, work with a a couple, like, a group of mercenaries who who was brought on, and it was awesome, too, because you get to see Bill Burr.
1: Yeah, it was cool. That was, um... Because I heard he's always he was referring to in his podcast a lot that he was able to be in, uh, in a Star Wars and he went off on it like he was making fun of it too obviously in Goldberg fashion but it was cool seeing him um, and, and you know doing his acting chops I think he did fine um, as being like the sharpshooter um, character type for that used to be for the Empire they used to work for the Empire and. Um, we oh yeah, Mando he was like a shock trooper, of... right?
0: He was like a no. no he was just a sharpshooter for um, the empire,
1: right? For the empire, yeah. And so, like, it was nice to see, um, because essentially, it's just Mando. We're we're kind of getting like non implied past, um, past background on Ma- on Mando, in, in the sense that like he obviously knows this guy who's got the, who's setting up the job. We just kind of we don't get much of a uh, of exposition in this episode. Really, it's just him arriving in that hangar that, of, of the ship that, uh, his former I guess colleague from the past that he's worked with. Um, I'm yeah, assuming before that he joined the guild.
0: Yeah, and it, uh, the character Rans, played by uh, Mark Boone Junior, who you remember it, played Elvis, and he's a great character actor. He's made an appearance in films and TV. Um, you might recommend him as Elvis from like Sons of Anarchy. Um, he's the one that you know that manum gets contact with, and of course he's. Group with, you know, Bill Burr, who was his name? Mayfield was his name. Mayfield, and he's the And then he of, has yeah. a female leg played by Natalia Tenna, who was in Game of Thrones. Um, she was also in Harry Potter. Then you had Clancy Brown, who you might recognize as the voice of Mr. Krabs, was the big Debronian, So we get to see more of the Deberonian, because we didn't see much of that race. We always saw a glimpse of it during the cantina scene in Star Wars and You Hope, episode 4. We've always seen a good glimpse of a Deberonian, so it was kind of cool to see him... Um, and pretty much they get you know contracted to do a job on a New Republic uh, prison transport ship, and of course you know they have to go rescue a prisoner. And uh, it turns out you know spoiler guys, um pretty much uh, the pretty much this, the person ends up being uh the uh brother, but of course Mando gets you know pretty much you know man because there's one premium prison guard with mostly all security droids, but there's like one human prison guard who's played by Matt Lancer if you do not recognize him he's the voice actor for Anakin Skywalker in the Clone Wars TV series so it was good to see him in a live action portrayal but of course you know Mando they didn't want to kill him and of course you know the mercies had other plans and of course they tried to leave Mando behind and became a whole cat and mouse type of thing but it was good I liked the whole sequence when they're in this prison ship you know Mando taking control and of course like you said Mando well, not really
1: take control man Gilbert's Mayfield character was the one who was the,
0: it was more, the was shot like caller the... for
1: this one because he was the the colleague of Mando doesn't go on on uh, we'll say jobs anymore. So uh, Mayfield was the one who was calling it, but obviously it was cool because they provided like some sort of like there wasn't really a key alliance there because they're just a bunch of it felt like Suicide Squad ish in a sense are like these are four. Random, I guess you could say mercenaries who also work in this group collective thing who are going to rescue the brother of uh, what's her name? I guess Tiki. I don't remember. Uh, I forgot. Her uh, name. They, oh, Xi uh, Chan. Xi Chen, It's like X I hyphen. Yeah, Xian, Xian, yeah, Xian,
0: Yeah, yeah it was Chian. so they're one. Oh, Quinn was the Quinn was the brother. That's the name. Of the yeah,
1: brother. they're going to rescue the brother. Anybody? Um, but M- Mondo's basically got a price on his head, so like, I, it's. I'm just assuming as the episodes roll out, we're I'm seeing a pattern with John Favreau in the sense that like the more Mando interacts with these people from his past, uh, bounty bounty but jobs. it's
0: like good to see you know people that he didn't interact with. It's like to me it like you get more to character, you get right. more character development with Mando. Right.
1: But what I don't like is that we're just he's falling into the same plot devices over and over. Where it's it feels like a little bit like rat race. The movie Rat Race, where everyone's going after the same prize. Now it's like mondo has got a bounty in his head. He does a job because he needs credits. He's also traveling with Baby Yoda, whatever. However, it's kind of it sucks that like okay, so I kind of now I'm predicting that okay, every person he comes across are gonna turn on him because he has this the guild bounty on his head because he betrayed them. So it's it's. I don't mind that they use that. It's fine. It's just getting annoying that each episode, it's, you kind of just No, it wasn't that,
0: too. It was just the fact that he thing. didn't... Like, man, didn't want to kill the prison guard. No, and then you right. Had that, and then you had the droid. I forgot to mention the droid was um per, uh, per, uh, was portrayed. In Richard Arayati, by Rich Richard Which is an yeah.
1: comedian from the UK.
0: But, yeah, because it, pretty much what it was like, he didn't want to kill the prison guard.
1: No, but you're, you're not understanding but, what I'm saying. Uh, what, what I'm saying is that, like... Each character, they're all turned on anyways. Mm. The c Chen and the brother thing is because they already had history with him because he left He left them, I guess, the last mission. Mm. He left them behind and he's like, I had, to make a deci- I had to make a decision, I, which I understand. And so he's like, gets revenge. But they all also know that he has that thing on his head. They all know it. Mm. That's why the other guy's just like, oh, just like old times, right? He kept reiterating that. And then uh, just pretty, like the good old days, all that bullshit that people say. And of course,
0: we got to see um, X-wing fighters, and of course, uh, what surprising enough, I think our roommate Mando was like mentioned to us that, that all the people that were flying the X-wings were all the, the guest directors for the previous episodes as the X-wing fighters. So that was kind of cool that they made yeah. an appearance. Um, like I said, it was it was a good episode. You know, it was enjoyable. We got to see you know more space. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. I said. Um I mean he I mean the only allies that I'm seeing he's got right now is that one girl that was portrayed by Gina Carano, that one soldier who's on that planet. But it's like, yeah, he's, he's gonna be targeted because of course, you know, like I said, he's been he portrayed like basically went back on the guild, you know? Yeah. And he's always gonna be tracked because of the tracking fob on the child and him. So he's they're always gonna be pursued. Um we didn't see that much of Baby Yoda. Not too much, yeah. But he did mess with that one droid, but that was it. But I'm like, the droid was name is Zero. So, um, so we got to see a little bit of Baby Yoda. But, um, well, I'm just curious to see what Wednesday's episode's going to be. Because, like I said, they're doing it on Wednesday. Because since Rise of Skywalker's coming out Friday, you know, it's smart. They're expecting a lot of people to go to the theaters, which comes on, it's the end of the saga. And, of course, Kathleen Kennedy, who's the president of Lucasfilms, uh, announced, you know, a, a week, last week that pretty much, um, This is the last trilogy, basically the last, you know, I mean, it's not going to be the last Star Wars, but Star Wars told in a trilogy format, they're going to move on beyond, you know, trilogies, which to me,
1: we're seeing the death of the, the, uh, I want to say we're seeing the death of the old format of just releasing a saga, continuous saga movies, and I think we're going to see the expansion onto just different platforms of streaming and. And they're creating content for the multiple... So it'll be more like, like an anthology, pretty venues. much.
0: Yeah. It's it'll just... be an anthology, standalone films, but mm-hmm. set in the Star Wars universe. So I mean, it doesn't mean they're not going to go back into Star Wars, but now the film's going to be like its own, being like the Mandalorians, its own thing. It's set in the same Star Wars universe, but it's going to be more like an anthology-type aspect of it. And that's what I saw. I'm like, oh, okay, so this is the last, you know, trilogy. They're gonna follow, and of course, it's the end of the saga, pretty much, the whole Skywalker saga, and um, and also note, um, I just saw uh, <coughs> Nick Lloyd announced that they are rebooting Legends of the Hidden Temple, and they announced that it's for like the streaming service uh, Quibo. and um, pretty much, it's gonna be the kind of same format, so you see Olmec, but differences are not gonna film in sound stage, so they're actually gonna film like different locations, and they're probably gonna like it'll be like almost like Survivor type. You no know, games. Games on the outside, outdoor gaming, you know, pretty much. So they'll probably have outdoor contests. And they'll probably, like, set up, like, mazes and stuff. Like, temple mazes and everything. So they'll probably, like, set up makeshift temple mazes or temple runs outdoors. Which, to me, it's kind of like a change of pace. So I'm just curious to see how that's going to work. Um, like I said, it's going to be, like, for the streaming service. people and, of course, that's a new up-and-coming um, streaming service that's up-and-coming. And, like, they got, like, a lot of stuff being planned for that service, but that's one thing that stood out to me that they announced today that they're doing that. Um, And of course, um, looks like Quentin Tarantino made a comment here. Apparently, if I guess um, he actually had plans. Apparently, he had detailed what his plans were for a sixth Halloween movie if, if he had written a full script. Hmm. Apparently, the last film had to be in 1989. This is according to comicbook.com, but he introduced some concepts, of course, uh, with Tarantino knowing that he would have taken Michael Myers on an unexpected road trip. And it says that this Tarantino shows praise for Rob Zombie's comic with the the remake of the film. Um, He says there's like, way before I ever done anything, would have been if I had done it. I'd never get hired, but it would have been my job to figure out who the guy in the boots is. It says with Tarantino, will share where the consequences sound. I was like, leave the scene where the man in black is alright and freeze Michael Myers. And the only thing that I had in mind, I still hadn't figured out who the dude was, was like the first 20 minutes would have been the Lee Van Cleef dude and Michael Myers on a highway on the road. And they stop at coffee shops and shit and whatever. <laughs> Michael Myers stops, he kills everybody. So they're like leaving a trail by He's on Route C6. So that's what Tertino was saying. This was like a quote from him. Um, you ever seen like the Rob Zombie? Films at all, like the Halloween movies, he did, like the, the two of them. I think he did two, right? Or he did one. I think he did oh, two. He's in
1: several now.
0: No, I think he did like For Rob two. Zombie? Yeah, I think he did no, two. dude,
1: he's done several.
0: Yeah, he only did two, I think it was. For horror movies? No, it's about the Halloween series.
1: Oh, yeah, he only did the two. I think he directed the one, and I think he might have executive produced, or produced one of them. But like... It, um, I actually I think I I might have seen a little bit of the the one he directed, mm-hmm. uh, which is okay. It's definitely in his style, Um if, especially if you've seen like his The Devil's Rejects. Um It's kind of not so, obviously it's a different story, so it's it's got that similar style. But I think he does a decent job of it. Like I don't know, they're not bad. I, but I also like Rob Zombie, so like I can't I can't. It's hard for me to be biased, <laughs> but like no, I think. Because um, I know he was on Rogan's podcast Within this pe- this year uh, And I oh, haven't I, I finished listening to it It wasn't too long ago It was probably last month Yeah, it was, was really good I actually then, listened um, to that one, yeah It was around the time he released uh, Devil's Rejects 3 mm-hmm. um, And uh, and then it was right before that One of the actors passed away mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think I, I like him for him and his music I think it's awesome that
0: he's still directing And he's getting the chance to do it still I so think it's great. Oh okay, yeah, it's called Quibi. I guess that's what the signature is called. And then, um, I think DC DC um, Studios released an animated film of Superman. They filmed the, the trailer for the animated film, uh, Superman Red Sun. So if you have ever heard the comic, it's basically what if um, it's basically one of those what if like things. What if um, Superman landed in uh, as a baby? He landed in Russia instead of uh, Smallville. So they released the first, uh, they released the first teaser trailer for the animated film, and like, I would say the DC animated films are really good. I think I have uh Batman and Harley Quinn. And I have uh, Turtles versus uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles versus Batman. I haven't seen it yet, but I read the comics. But yeah, they they, they just released the trailer today. It's, um, Superman Red Sun. I don't know if you want to look at it Andy, because I don't know you're not much of a trailer guy. But for which? Yeah, I'll pull it up right now. It's um there was a comic where DC did, did, did a lot of a lot of what ifs, and when that was one of the what ifs. Like, why will, why did what if Superman, um, instead of like his ship landing in Smallville and landing in uh, Russia, in Soviet Russia, Russia. So, so his logo is like instead of the S logo, it's like the the, the hammer and the scythe from the scythe from. Um, by another here because of course copyright so here it's like this is the treasure dude
1: for the for a superman movie oh, i are just still doing this stuff i feel like that's the only thing Sorry, they're making is commie superman <laughs> it looks like it's commie superman <laughs> Holy shit! See, man, they're just gonna continue with this Russian propaganda stuff. Have to. Yeah,
0: well, it's, it's it's the comic. It's based right, on the but comic. They
1: have to continue the narrative.
0: <laughs> see, it's a graphic novel. So yeah, the Cold War. So it takes place during the Cold War period. So you see suit. You see how he has the the Russian logo. So weird. Oh, look at this the Green Lancer Corps, man. It says the heroes, you know. See, they're all the basically the Justice League are all like. Basically. The Justice League is all part of like the communist, you know, regime, basically. So yeah, Wonder Woman in there too as well. The Green Lancer Corps. <laughs> and it looks like it's coming out next year.
1: But the, is it? What is it going to be on their platform?
0: I that it just says digital and Blu-ray. So probably is going to be on there that first before they go on DC Universe. But it's basically, like I said, it's like, it's pretty much on based on the comic itself. It's like a what if type of type of deal. It's like a what if type, you know.
1: Like it, it, oh, I just find it so weird. That- they're gonna still I don't know
0: it's cause I also I mean that's it. to me that's like their money maker is the DC animated films which to me are really good you know they really bring them out um they really bring them out when it comes and of course we got One Woman 1984 coming out next year so we still got that of course Birds the Harley Quinn film is still coming out next year as well but um trying to think what else was that on today um of course, uh, Watchmen had their season finale last night. Of course, our roommate, Mondo, was like, watching that one as well. They haven't announced that they're going to do a season two yet. Um, like I said, I haven't seen Watchmen. The only Watchmen I saw was the film, but I haven't seen how the show is, but I heard the show's like, really good. I mean, it's true to the adaptation of the comics itself. Um, of course, um, if last weekend... We had the Game Awards, um, and of course, uh, Xbox decided uh, to show the first look at the Xbox Series X, which, look at the picture right here, apparently, (laughs) of course, what is it, the
1: Nabisco box of crackers? It's like a PC tower. Which I've been seeing a lot of memes for it, and it makes, I'd rather laugh at it than actually buy it, but... (laughs) We see, I mean, we're seeing another glimpse into the next, hopefully, the next prototypes of the next-gen consoles. But I still don't understand what the name means, at least of what how it differentiates.
0: But according to this, okay, this article according to combo.com says here, it yeah. shared the Project Scarlet Cone and the Minecraft Series X. At least that's what everyone led to believe. Instead, Series X is actually the name of one particular model of the new console with potential revisions to the coming future. The base system will simply go by Xbox, and the same release to Business Insider representative Microsoft clarified the branding, according to uh, what they, what Microsoft is saying. A mm. rep from Microsoft was saying the name we're carrying forward to the next generation is simply Xbox. Oh. Okay. And at the Game Awards, you saw that the name came alive through the Xbox Series X. I guess uh, in terms of mar- it's not a best when it comes to marketing, but honestly, to me, it's like, of course. You know, when new consoles are coming out, you know, people are gonna criticize you, you know, the way it looks. Mm-hmm. And to me, yeah, it looks like a it looks like a giant PC tower and like I said but at the same time is you gotta appeal to not just here in the in the West, you gotta appeal to international markets as well. Because remember when the first Xbox came out, you know, it sell well here in the US, but in Japan it didn't sell as much.
1: It's only it cares.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm.
0: it, they got Sony. Because you know like I said, Sony has a Sony big, 30. you know, they, get it, they have a bigger grass on, on the market itself over there. It's like it's trying, Microsoft trying to get their deal out there. But, I mean, it looks interesting if that's the final model. But it's like, my big question is, can you lay it down vertically? Uh, horizontally, I mean. Probably. I'm assuming you can. And they're just showing that, oh, you can have it standing up. I mean, with the 360, you can you have a standing or laying flat. The way you have a setup. So it was the same thing. And then with the PS4, you can have like a built in stand. Uh, you can get a stand for it to have it standing up or you have it vertical. But like I said, I, I'm playing PS4. So it's like, um, I don't know what. And they did announce that um, one game has been announced so far launched launch called Halo Infinite.
1: Hmm.
0: That's what's going to be called. That's going to be the launch title for the Halo next Halo game. So. It's called Halo Infinity. That's gonna be the launch title right now that's announced for Xbox Series X. Um like I guess I have to wait and see, you know, what um, what it looks like. Um Rick Team 2, um whatchamacallit? Uh of course there's one game that's coming out like tomorrow on console on PS4 called Untitled Goose Game. I don't know, it's like some kind of game that was it came out on Steam, it's making waves online right now. People are playing it online or streaming it. Basically the way it is, you play a goose and the get to do list and you're pretty much causing mischief and stuff to people basically. And you're basically a goose. And they kind of poked fun of it at the Game Awards last week. Um they had the uh, Muppet Lab, so they had Bunsen, Honeydew, and Beaker making an appearance and pretty much uh, Beaker's wearing like one of the virtual reality headsets. And again, Beaker actually how developers helped out with it, they actually put him in the game. And he's getting attacked by the goose, <laughs> and then when he takes the helmet off, the goose is there. At, of course, in Muppet form. So, of course, um, it's like I said, it's uh it's one of those games where like they're at, it's coming out of the consoles tomorrow. This was to released tomorrow. Um, looks like right now, wow, looks like this is look at this. Um, if you guys follow streamers, apparently PewDiePie is quitting Twitter.
1: He's taking a break. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, use a Twitter? No, he's taking a break from YouTube. But I didn't know. About I heard
0: Twitter. that he it apparently it says here Not on Twitter train. Felix PD Kilberg has scrubbed his Twitter account and all but delete his presence. The controversial streamer released a video today blasting the social media outlet, claiming it actually makes people less virtuous while holding the celebration on those with high numbers of followers to unfair standards. Oh, this is from comic as well. I'm calling them a lot. I'm pretty pretty much on their page. Disney PewDiePie is often taken on with virtual signaling on Twitter, particularly when others had no their offense to some of PewDiePie's more controversial statements. The video just lasts over seven minutes and can be found on the streamer's YouTube page. And it follows his announcement that he's taking a break from YouTube starting next year. So no know exactly what the straw is that broke the video camel's back. Well, YouTube, the streamer claims that he's simply tired, but his first rationale tour seems to go a bit deeper.
1: And kid the dude. I mean. It's awesome that he's doing that, too, because, I mean, it's got to be exhausting. The dude's probably tired as hell from, all, every, like, creating content for years and whatever schedule he had to set up for himself, and he's rich, so, like, he doesn't, nec- I mean, he doesn't necessarily have to, I mean, obviously, it gets to the point, like, when when the money isn't an issue anymore, when it comes to living, like, when you find some sort of financial freedom in your life, mm-hmm. um, I can assume, like, we, you got to find other reasons to keep yourself I want to say motivated to continue this thing in what we call life. And, and especially if it's like, if, if, obviously the, the, the I want to say the career he's created himself as being a content creator on YouTube and amassing great success with that. Um, and you, you would think that people would be more, I want to say more receptive to it or like try to cons- have some more consideration for the fact that Felix is going to take the time to... F- to just have a good break and maybe enjoy life again who knows because I'm sure they get ex- like that has to get annoying because you're constantly constantly having to I set like I said I give props to
0: people like... that you know the content creators yeah. you know that try to take their time and effort to create you know stuff for people use I under I truly understand what they're going through it's like I mean I used to do like remember I used to do the video vlog I used to do that on for a while and I stopped doing it it's like um I stopped doing it because it's like I don't know if I was, I, re, I I had some subscribers, but it's like, it was just the whole, I think because the fact that I, I think I was more comfortable just talking through a microphone, like audio wise versus, you know, showing myself on camera. So I decided to take a step back. That's why I decided to go with the podcasting because I feel that was, I could probably reach a bigger, I mean, don't get me wrong, YouTube is a great platform and all, but I felt for me personally... I just wanted to get my voice more out there as well. And just, you know, radio broadcasting, you know, I'll do that. Like, podcasting as well. Get my opinions, and work on that. And, of course, you know, my social anxiety. That kind of helps me a little bit better. This is like, I like to be around people, but not all the time. Mm-hmm. And so, it's definitely
1: different when you've got a camera on you. Because, like, yeah. you're considering that people are going to look. But, I, I don't know. I think, I'm surprised he actually hasn't even gone through the podcast route. But I guess, like obviously since he started through vlogs and then streaming on on twitch that like he he's his target market are like teens yeah that's like that's his big money maker fan base market is it's just teens and I, i mean i have some friends who have twitch accounts and do stream on twitch and i can see the value of people who enjoy watching others playing video games especially if they're they're players who are who are very skilled at what they're playing and have put in the work and the hours and the grind and have developed a mass skill in there. And I mean, there it's just like anything else. I consider like sports in a sense that some some people watch sports for a lot of multiple reasons. Um, I think it definitely helps you get a better sense of relatability when I think you participate in that. So like, and a lot of people participate in gaming. So I think that's also a big draw in for for not only just teens because I feel like teens have more time to actually invest in being in front of a video game uh, in front of a screen for hours playing video games like I I compared to an adult we'll say right yeah so with the responsibilities or what have you I'm not saying teens don't have responsibilities of their own depending on what their family situation however their lifestyle is um but I'm just saying like as not that I hate to generalize it, but teens tend to if they don't participate in extracurricular activities outside of school or any other time commitments, if you're into gaming, you're most likely going to be playing for hours trying to find some sort of escapism through that because of other stresses in your life. So I think it's it's not only even more exhausting for we'll say pewdiepie, for example, that, not only that he was was he creating a daily vlog or whatnot, or live streaming on YouTube, he was also gaming, and, like, you gotta constantly, you know, keep the audience engaged, while trying to either be funny, whatever the case may be, that created your fans in the first place, and so, like, I mean, like, you watched, uh, what's his name, Mark the the... Markiplier, yeah, uh, like, you've seen, I mean, you've seen him do it a lot, a lot, and doing those five nights on Fridays. Like, and
0: then you got guys like Ninja. Who yeah, are or pretty Ninja. Much, yeah,
1: good, a great example. Ninja, who's made his whole life on it. The kid's rich and he he,
0: with the product, he endorsement deals and yeah. merchandising. I mean, honestly, I went to Target the other day they got his merch. I'm like, oh wow, they even got like his brand new merch. He's got like I don't know. It's like to me. It's like it's crazy to me. It's crazy, but yeah. I mean, yeah. He's taking a break. I mean, he met with controversial stuff, I guess, from like his past videos where he made you know comments and stuff. Yeah. And it's like yeah. It, it's kind of hard. I also watch. You know, like I said, I do watch controversial you know, support. You know what they're doing. Like you know, I watch GT Live. You know, with Matt Pat. So it's like those guys. I appreciate. Like I said, you know, appreciate like their effort and time to go to create videos. You know. And extreme gaming, it's like I mean, it's one of those things where people would just you know, but me like I game, but I don't game as much as I did back then. So I try to do at least do an hour or two hours of gaming, but that's pretty much it. So I just it myself because it's like I, I like to do other things, you know, read and everything, and watch you know stuff, you know, watch you know anime and stuff, and try to do other things just to keep myself going. And I instead, of just focus on one thing. Yeah, it's a good escape when you're gaming. You know, that that one hour or two hour escape, you know, from the from reality and stuff, and you know, I never got into the whole VR thing. So it's like, to me, I'm probably not gonna get into like VR. I'm sorry, it's I prefer actually gaming with the controller and just looking around, you know. Yeah. My surroundings. You never know. Yeah, wear a headset, you don't know what's gonna happen. Like when you have the headset on, so it's like, you know, things happen. You know, but it's it's. it's, it's but weird. it's like to me, Definitely it's weird. like Peter, Pie, you know, take your break, you know. Enjoy. Sort yourself out, you know. Take your time, man. I don't think you're you're in a big rush to come back right away. So it's like take your break, you know. When you come back. Um, another thing too. Um, you know how we got that Marvel film, The Eternals. You know they announced the cast, everything. Uh, apparently, um, Kumail Nagiani Apparently Oh yeah, I just he heard that. yeah, you see the he picture? Right? He's doing shit. the training day? He got jacked, dude. Look yes at this. From, I I guess he put it on his Instagram and he's look at it. Uh,
1: Silicon Valley.
0: Silicon Valley. He's made so much appearances as another Yeah, he's
1: funny. He's a good stand up. He's a, a he's great he's a good really good
0: stand up. Well damn dude. He did what like Chris Pratt did when Chris Pratt had a train up for uh Guardians of the Galaxy as well. But I'm trying to think too, what kind of what kind of gyms did he offer these actors? I'm like
1: Oh, there's a they. Well, take a quote. Um, I think they quote what's his name, Rob McElhenney from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, um, the crater, and uh, he. They quote him because they have the same trainer. It's like, oh, it's very simple. You you weightlift six times a day. Um, you you don't eat past seven o'clock. You you don't eat carbs or sugar. You get the sit. You hire the same trainer for who trained the guys in Magic Mike. And uh, you have the studio pay for all of it. And you do it for six to seven months. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh my God. So he's like, he got paid a ridiculous amount of money at the studio funded for them to hire the personal trainer for Magic Mike, who I'm sure he charges a shit ton because now he's just working with actors and that's his thing. And obviously, if you haven't seen Magic Mike, all those guys are jacked and ripped. They're just ripped. Jacked and ripped are two different things, obviously. They're just different nicknames for being in the pretty... I want to say, Greek, statuesque, god-like, body, uh, physical peakness. Like, it's it's ridiculous. But to see a, a guy like him who did that, I, I mean, obviously put the work in it. It's insane to see. And it's actually really motivating now that I think about it. Because it's like, he's got to be in his 30s. And it's like another, and it shows just how much... Well, he's first committed, of all, yeah. First of all, how much of a commitment it is. And second, how much BS that sometimes we, that the main we'll say scientific media sometimes can feed us. Obviously science is evolving every day because we have to constantly study and constantly test and experiment different things because we don't have, we're learning as we go. Uh, however, it's crazy. It's like, we're learning a lot of new things as far as we age and the more humans have increased their lifespan. We see people who are like, get jacked at like four years. Or I mean, look at Josh the Brolin, age, man? <laughs> like Josh Brolin, when he got jacked for Thanos like he got ripped. Like when I mean, he played cable, man. Yeah for cable. Yeah, like he got ripped is, for cable, yeah. He's like in his fifties maybe? Or late forties at best. All it shows is like commitment and, and commitment and discipline and your body could you could be in the best shape in your life at any age. Even if it's... You just got to work right. You yeah, gotta, look you at you Jonah, Hill you right. like Jonah Hill where he had to, like, drop weight. Now he's back to whatever that is he calls it. But, yeah, Jonah Hill. I mean, but we also have to consider the fact that these people live a privileged life where I mean, they have access. A, I
0: mean, in like, a case like that, remember when Christian Bale had to lose the weight for the machinist, but I heard now that he's not... And then he had to gain weight for he got Jack for you know for the Batman movie, sort of for Dick Cheney's role,
1: and
0: role. then he had to get vice. But I heard that now he's gonna stop. To the point, he's gonna stop doing that. Like, to, well, yeah, man. That's to to me, it's to, your body. I mean, same with Matthew McConaughey, uh, McConaughey in Dallas Buyers Club too. That he had like lost a lot of weight for that film as well to get skinny as fuck. But it's like, yeah, like what the h, man? That's like already ran a lot too. <laughs> but, well, I mean, that's
1: just. The commitment mm. to the role that they sign up for at the end of the yeah. day, but hell, man, but like I said, it's just the privilege that they have access to great means of, I guess, services because of what I want to say the the social clout that they get from being in the entertainment industry. I'm not saying that like not everybody can be have access to like great trainers because I'm sure in every community you could. You, as you can find people who are super passionate about uh, have, living a healthy uh, lifestyle and maintaining a good uh, physical fitness and just being in shape as far and having a proper diet like you can find that in your local I mean you can find that at a very good gym you can find that uh, in colleges I mean find I used to be an exercise science student and I'm still very much into nutrition and shit so like It's always been something that I've been always curious about and I always look into. I mean, it's great that, like, you can also teach for yourself. Because that's what happened to me. I ended up just teaching myself. That happened to me, too, for
0: a while. I remember when I lost that weight, too, when I used to work like, nice. shift, I lost all that, like, I lost that. Because I was, like, after my, pretty much after my knee surgery and recovery and everything. And I was, like, a big dude. I was, like, 260. I'm, like, shoot. But it's, like, I had to, like, I got myself down to, like, 170. I'm, like... And, yeah, I had to work myself. I was pretty much on a treadmill just to get myself knee. Because I had to wear a knee brace for a while. But it's like I had to push myself to the point where as soon as I got the clearance to go ahead and start running on a treadmill from the doctor, you know, I pushed myself, you know. And the funny thing, too, I worked the night shift. So that kind of helped me with not eating at certain times. So my eating habits were different at that time. And and every time I whenever I had a chance, get up, I go on a treadmill. And, you know, I got to the point you saw how much weight I lost at that time. But, yeah, I gained something back. But it's like. I that's why I, I, I do like stretches and stuff at work and everything when like I get a chance and um, because you know Amazon they do that and like places like Amazon other couple, like places like even in Japan they have a lot of time for people to do stretches and stuff it's like it's awesome it's part of that's what, it's part of the coaching. thing yeah so I do that and then of course I did yoga for a while which to me helped out with my back with, with my back injury you know it was like when I hurt my back like like this past January um, the yoga helped my lower back and it feels great. Um, and a funny thing too, because we you know this is 2019. It's gonna be 10 years. I think around this time when I actually injured my knee, so it's like 10 years. And of course, we were, it's the 10th year anniversary of Avatar, the film by James Cameron. and Of course, we're still waiting on the sequel. <laughs> the sequel, the falls in the art, they did they did announce when they're coming out. But it it's like too long, and I don't like, It was so long, man. I don't
1: think it matters anymore. It's I, like looking when they rebooted Dumb and Dumber, or they made the, and the, the sequel, sequel after like
0: some of the years. It's just,
1: it's just kind of like okay. It stands as a wolves but the brighter, you know, we're gonna get part two of it, and that's and, and I love James Cameron, but like who really gives who cares about Avatar outside of going to Disney World at this point? But now that's
0: Disney's thing. It's yeah. a nice
1: main attraction, but even then, it's just like really, Does Disney, nobody really talks about Avatar. They talk more about Avatar: The Last Airbender than that than Avatar, whatever that is. Um, but I don't know. I, Disney is very odd. Like, we can go back to. We can go back to. I want to talk about Kathleen Kennedy. In the sense that.
0: Oh, what she said about. Why, they're not going to go.
1: Why they're doing that. I mean, she's. I, she's t- she's the chief whatever, right? And the president
0: of Lucasfilms. God.
1: So she's doing her thing. And then inserting, you know, certain things into these universes. And yeah, we're, we're getting away from the original saga. It's done. We're gonna get away from that format and go into expansive thing, and that's cool and all. But to what? Ex- what are what I think I'm seeing it? Not sitting necessarily as a trouble, but I want to know what. How are you going to streamline the fan bases into coming around to
0: these standalone? Because if anthology you're gonna have multiple phones, yeah.
1: properties running at a similar time frame, you're talking about. It's like what Starbucks does. They'll build. They'll build coffee shops within like a one or two mile radius of each other, and they'll geographically be in competition with their own places. But at the end of the day, they real estate wise, they also make uh, they also put a pigeonhole in their own on the market mm-hmm. that they, they serve around. That way, it's like, oh yeah, we'll be comp- we we'll, might like, take away potential purchases from our other store, but at the end of the day, the money still come to us. So. It's like they're willing to do that. Now, is that what if Kathleen Kennedy is trying to somewhat like uh, use a similar strategy? I don't think it works the same in entertainment. I
0: mean, if they're able to make these the next Star Wars films like, like like I said, more like an anthology, based you know standalone films but in the same universe, it could work. I mean, yeah, I mean it could work. It, it could work because like just, not, I said, it's so much role. stuff. Because there's the comics, there's the graphic, not there's the novels. It's take place in the universe, like I said, you know, example in the Mandalorian. You know, you're not going to see, you know, recognizable characters or different characters, you know. But it's set in the Star Wars universe. So, so far we haven't, so far with the Mandalorian, we haven't seen recognizable characters yet. Which to me is a good thing because it's like, this is like, it takes away, it more gives more focus to who he is, man. Yeah, we got Baby Yoda, but at the same time, it's like... This takes place five years after Return of the Jedi. So it's like, the time has passed, and it's like, at least we get to see, you know, the Mandalorian is more focused on them. Because so yeah, we got to see Jango Fett in the prequels, we got to see him attack of the clones, and but then, the, the, we always saw Boba Fett for a little bit in Empire, and Empire Strikes Back, and then, of course, you happened to him in Return of the Jedi, he ended up getting thrown into the Sardauk pit, so it's like...
1: But he was just there to sell toys.
0: Yeah, it, it was a little bit... Boba
1: Fett a, was... Terribly used in these in the movies. Even with the prequel, it was better because we got Django. Fat, and because he Gables. was the basis for all the clones, right? And they had to show that part, but even it's it just kind of sucks because I love the characters. But then, like, I like the, the bounty hunter characters. I think that was a nice touch. But now we're we we we're getting that little fix with men with Mandalorian. But at the same time, it's like I don't I.
0: I'm very afraid with Kathleen Kennedy being the captain of the ship. Well, she's been there for years. I mean, she's been always been a working partner with the Yellow Doors Lucas, so it's like Yeah, but she has a steering wheel and for the last I mean of Disney years, has, Star Wars, have, Star Wars has her to have her as president pretty, of Lucasfilms. I mean Disney pretty,
1: Yeah, but it's been pretty mediocre. Like you gotta admit, these last Star Wars things have been coming out of pretty mediocre.
0: I mean, like, so I, I haven't seen uh, solo, so I can't really. It's fine. I enjoy Rogue One, I enjoyed it, so it's like right. But
1: what I'm saying as a whole, mm-hmm. they're all pretty mediocre. Like it is what it is. I'm not saying like I, I, I'm not saying I hate it. I think it's cool. I'm just glad we get stuff. We get Star Wars stuff. I'm always happy to get it. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like, Meh like that's it's as far as the movies go i don't i don't get that feeling but i love i enjoy watching the movies when they are coming out because i didn't hate the force away because it was fine it was like watching a new hope but just with a shiny coat of paint but it was fine and then we got uh last jedi and say what you will but it is what it is and it's cool to see mark hamill um and now we're getting another one which it's fine. It's gotta. It's gotta close it out. I'm. I'm excited to see how it turns out for better. For better or worse, it doesn't matter. I think it'll be fine. It's just I wish, like, given the the state of technology today and talented people who are given the chance to take such a large franchise property in, into the new into a new generation. And sometimes I feel like. It's, it's uh it's it's very difficult to tackle it but at the same time it's like I thought you know the work speaks for itself. I mean I had a lot of hope for Ryan Johnson too but I I'm very surprised because I really enjoyed Looper I really want to I do want to see Knives Out okay. I, like there's different things I enjoy about it but I just with this one it was just very strange. I okay. don't understand what he was going. Well
0: about. I found the article right here and what she talked about she said, yeah, they're gonna she spoke about her plan it says here this is from IGN. So pretty much, um, this is what she said, like interview with the LA Times, this is from you know, IGN quote LA Times. Pretty much what she said was what we have been focused on these last five or six years is finishing that family saga around the Skywalkers. She told the island, Now it's time to start thinking about how to segue into something new and different. Uh, it, a lot of people are believing that you can't even finally like, some key decisions about, you know, direction of the franchise this coming weeks. And she did mention plans about you know, moving away from, you know, of course, the trilogy format. Mm -hmm. And and like I said, and she says he claims that, well, Skywalker Saga is coming to the end. Lucasfilms, they will not ban the characters they created in the most recent trilogy, suggesting that several characters from those those sequel series may appear in future Star Wars projects. So it's like not ruling out. Because I know, like, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, and Oscar Isaac, they said they were not that the characters were portraying the films that was it or weren't gonna portray them in other projects, but, you know, never say never, you know? Yeah. They could change their minds and eventually they could make a Star Wars, a Disney Plus series about them or what happens to them afterwards, you know? Or like any other characters that appeared in this in this new trilogy, they could have some kind of, you know, impact on a future, you know, Star Wars release, you know?
1: Yeah, it'd be interesting to see, because um, I, I do, and that's the thing, like, it sucks that, like, a lot of the fan, the fan, and I hate to say fanboys because everyone, Star Wars is pretty open to anyone, but like, as far as the nomenclature is concerned, we will say fanboys. it's it, That's what sucks. because like, all these actors are pretty good in their own respective right. I, I like John Boyega. I like Adam Driver and his other stuff because he's been in a lot of pretty cool indie movies. Um, Daisy really, this is her first major role. I don't know what she's done in the past, and I don't hate her on it. It just sucks that they're going to, they, they get, I'm sure, I don't know how much they go on social media, but I'm sure they have to, they get a an idea or a sense that, like, some people hate on it, and then some people don't, and they're part of something very special that is Star Wars, and it just sucks to see that they get, like, some and, terrible uh, Speaking of Boyega, I know,
0: dude, I saw his man. thing on The Hot Ones. I saw yeah. his interview on The Hot Ones, which is really good, and I definitely recommend The Hot Ones. You guys have never seen it. Um... Oh, he enjoyed it. He's, he favorite. enjoyed his. Yeah, he enjoyed his. He's having fun with the Star Wars universe, and I would be too, man. It's got to be fun to be on this show. Uh, just just being on, like. Just being at
1: Star Wars, right?
0: Yeah, I it's mean. pretty cool. Like I said, it. we'll see how it goes. I mean, it comes out this week, later this week, so I'm excited as well. I'm just curious to see how. Like I said, like all of us are going to be curious to see how it all ends, you know? Like I said, it's the last hour. And right now, just look. I'm on IGN right now. I just saw that right now. Apparently, this Russian. Like Twitch is being sued for three billion dollars over Premier League soccer streams, apparently.
1: Nah, uh, yeah, I'm not surprised.
0: Yeah, dude. I mean, you don't remember the says guy here like Twitch then? is being sued by a Russian internet company. This is called IGN over illegal broadcasts of English Premier League <laughs> soccer games. It says the Russian company is asking for the live stream service to pay 180 billion rubles, which is about 2.8 billion dollars, and have the service banned in Russia. Apparently, the company called Rambler Group is accusing Twitch of breaching its exclusive broadcasting rights um, to the Premier League games, which the company secured in 2019. Apparently, IGN did reach out to Twitch, and for a comment, they did not respond. According to the report by the BBC, this is quoting IGN, what they got from BBC, saying, Twitch called Ramblers lawsuit unfounded and speaking with Russian language news website Conversant Twitch lawyer Gianna Tapa Stevia, sorry, I'm pitching names here. Added that Twitch to only provides users with access to the platform and is able to change the content posted by users or track possible violations. She also said that Twitch did all it could to eliminate the violations, despite not receiving any official notification from Rambler. Hmm. So pretty much, like I said, I mean, it's been times though when Twitch will stream certain things. Like they had like what, well, like the wall back? They had a Mister Rogers marathon going on. Um, but honestly, to me, it's like, really? I mean, they're going to go crazy. Oh, because, you no, know, they show soccer games on Twitch. I mean, Twitch is, everyone uses Twitch for everything. People use Twitch for podcasting as well. They use it as a video podcast as well. You know, There's, like, too many things, there's so many things you can do with Twitch, not just yeah. like gaming. I mean, it's, it's really like, its own, it's a, it's a stream platform. Mm-hmm. But, like I said, um, and, of course, um, if you guys I haven't seen the latest Rick and Morty, of course, Rick and Morty's going to take a break right now. They showed their fifth episode last night, so um, I haven't seen it yet. But good thing I have it on DVR. Um, but yeah, it's, remember what they said, they were going to do five episodes, they are going to show five episodes this year of season four, and then they show the, the, next, the rest of, uh, of season four next year. You know, like, kind of like a split. Wait um, for that. Um, like I said, I haven't seen it, so I can't really give any comments on that. Um, Biko, do you have anything else you want to add news-wise that you see that's more interesting or social media-wise?
1: I just read that I saw
0: something,
1: I want to say something, I can't remember where I read it, hold on, um, when there's, oh yeah, I read that fucking Harvey Weinstein is trying to say that the girls, basically that the girls should be thanking him, Really? really, yeah, he's trying to come back.
0: I thinking, oh,
1: say, like, oh, yeah, I mean, if anything, the girls should be thanking me for giving them a chance to have such successful careers. I'm like, wow, yeah, that sounds like an asshole to me, but...
0: It's like showing all remorse, man. Especially Yeah,
1: say. it just sounds like a sociopath.
0: It's, a deniability, I mean, yeah, I pretty mean, much.
1: You allegedly did that, and I mean, people are dumb. I just, like, can't believe it, dude. You sound like Cosby right now, and said that he didn't do it, and there's something, and there's still, like, obviously that guy's in jail, and he should stay, but... He gets to be extradited and then, like, go up and stay in some rehab center. center and where was it? And, like, I think it's in, in Switzerland or Sweden or some shit. Fucking, mm. That's when you can do shit like that when you're rich. It's just fucking wide scene. But, uh, I haven't necessarily. I don't think I. I haven't seen too much. Uh, considering that our news cycle is 24 7 nowadays, but I haven't seen.
0: Um, I mean, the only thing right future. now, I wanted to bring it up to like the anime fans of the pack, uh, anime fans out there, that um, Toho Studios didn't announce that my, Funimation is going to help with um, showing My Hero Academia, Heroes Rising, it's going to be coming out in theaters in the US and Canada early 2020. They Didn't say what dates yet, um, I know the film is supposed to come out later this month in Japan but they did announce that sometime early next year they're going to have the film, they're going to have showings for the film in U.S. and Canada. I can't wait for that because I actually went to the theaters to see Two Heroes, My Hero Academia Two Heroes. It was great. I had the film on Blu-ray and can't wait to see what this film is. Of course, the creator of My Hero Academia um, did have involvement with it. Um, pretty much gave the animation studio Toho Animation and Studio Bones, I gave them like a go-ahead when it takes place in the timeline-wise. Hmm. Was I like for the fact that sometimes like They'll do, like, filler episodes, but kind of, like, they acknowledge the films. They'll acknowledge the film, like, they did the one with the two heroes, and they mentioned the names, um, when they did this one filler episode, but they didn't mention names. So, I mean, that's kind of paying homage to, like, because, like, when they do, like, these anime films, they do it outside of the canon, But I like for fact, how they find ways to integrate it. Um, like, they did that with, um, um, Naruto Road to Ninja, and... They had this one episode that took place during Shippuden. Yeah, it was like a filler episode, but they acknowledged the film that it took place after one the, of the films ended. So, I mean, and of course, too, speaking of, like, Naruto, um, the Crunchyroll announced with the partnership with Viz Europe and everything, but they didn't announce they're going to adding a lot of the Viz um, media properties to Crunchyroll streaming servers, such as Death Note, um, the Naruto movies as well, and, of course, the Shippuden movies as well. Um, also, they added... Um, in Inuasha, and a couple of that, of that series as well. One Punch Man Season 1 will be available on Crunchyroll. Um, also, K, to show K will be available on Crunchyroll as well, plus the film Missing K as well. And then the Seven Stories, which is going to be Japanese subtitles, so they are going to have four dubs for some of the titles. As well as I know Crunchyroll is starting to add dubs, which is kind of interesting. Um, too, I did watch, you know, the recent episode, like, the season finale, Dr. Stone, and they did announce a season two that's coming out sometime next year. Can't wait for that. I mean, there's a lot of anime coming out, like, next year for 2020 I'm more excited for. Um, and of course, right now, I just, almost like, right now, I was watching Astro Lost in Space. You can check that out on Hulu as well. And Kimono Michi uh, Rise Up, which is basically, I was telling Biko about it earlier. It's basically, it's a, it's a hilarious show. Basically, it's like this pro wrestler named Animal Mask. Um, whose real name is Genzo um, Shibata. Pretty much, he's in this championship match, and he was going to retire after the match to so open a pet store because he's a big-time animal lover. He loves animals, and he wanted to open a pet store and give, you know, animals a chance to find their forever home. So he ends up getting transported to this, this fantasy world, and the princess tells him that she summoned a hero, a great hero, to come and destroy the demon beast and king of course, as soon as he hurts beasts, he he snaps and he ends up giving uh, the princess a German suplex. And, of course, she's wearing a dress. So, of course, you know what that happens when you give a girl a dress of a German suplex. Her panties are showing, and, of course, uh, she gets embarrassed. And eventually he runs into a cast of characters. And basically, even in the fantasy world, he still dreams of running a pet store. But now he's taming the demon beasts and trying to find forever homes for the demon beasts it's probably because he's a wrestler, but they end up calling him a pervert because, you know, it's a different concept. It's real hilarious. I do recommend you guys watch it. It's on Funimation now, and also it's available on Hulu. Um, I'm watching a dub of it right now, and it's like... I watched the sub of it, too. It, it's, they're both enjoyable. It's and hilarious. And, like, every time he does, like, a wrestling movie, you hear the ref in the voice in his head, like, the ref counting, one, two, three, you hear the bell ring. I'm like... So it's like if you're a wrestling fan and... You're like into like the Isekai, you know that style of anime. Definitely, I do recommend it. It's called Kimono Michi, um, Rise Up. So that's on Funimation now and Hulu as well. Um, of course, all um, next week we got Letterkenny coming back. <laughs> Twice so season eight of Letterkenny. If you guys haven't seen Letterkenny, man, definitely recommend it. It's on Hulu. It's basically um, it's a Canadian television show. The basically it's about this small Irish Canadian town. It's a fictional town in Canada, and pretty much it's like it's got a really low population, and it's basically their problems. It started off as like a YouTube channel. It started up on YouTube where they did like little clips of it. Eventually, Crave um pretty much um, Crave TV pretty much picked it up for a series, and and they ended up uh, Hulu ended up putting their name in the in the mix, so Hulu ended up bringing it here to the U.S. Hmm. And I enjoyed that show. That show is hilarious, guys, I and mean, they got the seven seasons right now on Hulu um like i said season eight is coming out next week and the episodes are like the seasons are always like what six or seven episodes but it's like it's really enjoyable very quick really quick but it is a it's an enjoyable show and you know and right now they did like there's a beer called puppers in that show and the company does make it but it's really hard to get it's sold out right away unless you go to canada itself go to toronto or something you try to order online it's like you can't it's like sold out everywhere (laughs) yeah but it's a really good show i i enjoy it very much um like I said, that's one of the shows I do recommend, guys, check it out Letter Kenny. Um, and of course, y'all, we're reaching the holiday season. Um, we are planning to do another episode next week for the holidays. The um, I, I thing I'm planning to do is we'll probably record two episodes. Mm-hmm. So, because we're probably going to take a break after Christmas. And we'll have an episode for you guys the following week. But it'll be something that we're probably going to, like I said, we're probably going to record two episodes sometime this weekend or possibly next week before the holidays. So. They give our voices a, a week break, you know, <laughs> a little break because we got we got Christmas coming out, then we got New Year's, so it's like, yeah, so like I said, we are promising, like we're promising to have an episode, like every week, so we are going to have like, we are planning to do like two episodes, like sometime we're going to start recording like this weekend or possibly next week and get them all out for the following corresponding weeks, so. I mean, Beagle, any shows that you're pretty much watching right now that you recommend? Um...
1: No, honestly, I haven't. I've just been either watching The Mandalorian when it comes out and taking my time with it, or uh, I haven't really had the capacity mentally to want to get into something new besides something like that. Um, And then I've just been watching the sagas every so often for Star Wars leading up (laughs) to this one. Um, And it's December, I feel like. I didn't really get much of a chance to do that over this weekend. Um, But yeah, I've just kind of been either on YouTube watching theories like fan theories on star wars shit or watching the movies again so um, you're pretty much we pretty much your I'm, focus I'm, this I'm one's I'm been like star wars pretty star much star wars mode for the most part mm-hmm. uh and and just on reddit reading reading different like ask reddit threads on certain things and trying to learn from other people's advice on that and but mainly just kind of preparing myself for star wars and getting excited to be in that re- lore again and and it just I'm just really excited to see how it turns out even if it's the last one for that on the big screen I'm okay I, I I'm just saying, I don't care I like I like about it is that if um at least with these recent star movies I still go in there with pretty baseline expectations to where it's like cool I just want to see the actors do what they can and as far as what they choose what the production house chooses to edit the film the way they do and I just really hope that it turns that it's entertaining for what it's worth. Like mm-hmm. there's parts I don't like in The Last Jedi, but overall it's I still liked it. Like I still enjoyed it for what it's worth. It's not the best. It like wasn't it's not the best Star Wars if we're doing a ranking system on it. Which we should probably do that for the next episode once we watch the 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 rise of Skywalker or whatever. We should definitely rank
0: We'll do, like, a review we'll,
1: of it. We'll review it and maybe... Set That'll be, the like, the next episode and uh, then... A set of rank of all the Star Wars movies. Yeah, like the, the next episode
0: will be more, like, Star wars ass kind of thing. And I, then... think,
1: I think uh, we have... I mean, it's, what, almost five decades of fucking feature films since the 70s. Well, so, what...
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, Star Wars seven and plus, I, I still got to finish watching The Clone Wars... Oh so, uh, yeah, yeah. I but still I mean, got like wise that. Oh movie well. wise I mean, well I if you count the Clone Wars animated film, it's still a film. But I I,
1: I don't mean but like the sagas. I don't count what the saga like, solo, like I don't, the whole yeah. saga so, the whole
0: Skywalker saga, like, you just I just want to rate the whole thing. I don't
1: count I don't count solo or rogue one. There, those are just like I wanna say honorable mention anomalies in there because mm-hmm. it's it's part of it, but it's like post Okay. And that we don't really so pretty much
0: it. just like the regular saga films yeah. In general. oh yeah like so, I said we could do something like that
1: we have three different trilogies to mm-hmm. go off of you could say so I rather I want to say, not obviously go in depth with each ranking but kind of give like a brief summary as to why we chose the way we chose to rank um the movies yeah and I, I think it helps because like I got to see it with a fresher lens. Yeah, we could Compared probably do something like that. We could
0: bring our buddy Mondo on to too mm-hmm. because he's he's Star Wars-esque. So we can see he, he can go on because I know he's excited for Rise of Skywalker as well. And he's like, here he said it, he's playing. I'm watching it like so many times already. He's playing and watching it with us. So we're going to try like our best to try to watch it this weekend. I would say like what, the best time to do is like on a Sunday. Because people are still going to be, you know, they'll take the break right now to watch the film and then they got to go back to Christmas shopping because you know Christmas is like next Wednesday. So it's like... Like us, we'll probably do that. We'll probably go with him. We'll watch the film together. And pretty much, you know, that'll be the next episode will be Star Wars. There'll be another Star Wars discussion. But mm-hmm. more Star Wars, basically. <laughs> like, it's, it'll probably be our... Probably be one episode dedicated to Star Wars. Yeah. every second episode. That, but it'll be dedicated to Star Wars. And then, too, I do want to do, like... A, it's like I said, this is the last decade. I do want to do is go over the moments, the top moments from the, this this decade. You know, from, like, this whole decade in general. From 2010 to 2019. You know, go over, like, the top cop moments in pop culture. And give our rankings. Mm-hmm. Give our take. That'll probably be the next two episodes. That's probably much going to close our year. And like I said, um, I don't think I got anything else to add to you. No. This is going to be, like, a short episode, guys. It's more like a used, focused episode. We one of you guys thought that stuff that we saw this weekend. Or some stuff I read today online. Um, Like I said, I wanted to give up my rant on TLC, but pretty much. um, Make sure to check out the backlog of our episodes. Uh, You can check them out on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, um, Apple Podcasts. We're really popular on Apple, so definitely. um, Thank you guys so much for listening through the Apple through Anchor as well. Because I like to thank Anchor because they're really helping us out getting our podcasts out there to you guys and and an easier platform. Um, give props to them. Um, like I said, all 2019 is ending in a couple of weeks, so I'm looking forward to what 2020 is going to bring. So, like I said, will pretty much that'll be our plans for the next couple of weeks is to get these two episodes out for you guys. Um, basically, we are going to do a start like I said. The next episode will be Star Wars. There'll be a review of uh, Rise of Skywalker plus you know breaking the whole saga in, as a whole, and then of course the next episode after that, which we'll probably end up like trying to pre-record. And have you guys ready for the following before New Year's to give you guys pretty much to us where were our top moments of you know the decade was. Like I said, we're ending the decade, we're starting a new one. So pretty much, like I said, we got more stuff planned for you guys in 2020. So make sure watch Mandalorian this Wednesday. Watch Chapter Seven if you haven't catched. Drop by Mandalorian episodes one through six are available now on, street, on Disney Plus. Free plug at Disney. Free plug. <laughs> <laughs> And also, to check out The World Corner, Jack Goldblum. I enjoyed that show. Um, Jack Goblin did a... Before we go, I know Jack Goldblum did an episode dedicated to gaming. I think to me... It was a okay episode. He talked about briefly about the gaming industry and stuff. He did, did mentions of Nintendo's history. You know how Nintendo started back then as a Hanafuda making card company. And he did he explored different aspects of gaming, like virtual reality, also eSports. But I kind of like for a fact they actually gave some credit to eSports because that's a thing right now still, so... Esports is big. Um, so, like I said, Disney Plus has a bunch of other shows on there too. You know, I'm not. We're not sponsored by Disney, so pretty much, you know, free plug Disney. You know, free plug. oh um, uh, that's it, guys. Um, enjoy your holidays. Be safe. Get ready for Star Wars this weekend. Like I said, Mandalorian. Definitely, guys, catch up. Make sure to watch Wednesday episode seven. We stayed for after the credits. They're gonna show something related really to Rise of Skywalker. And like I said, stay safe. Keep warm. As always. Geek on and take care. See you all next week.